Thank you so much, Mary, for joining the We Don't Play podcast show today. How are you? I am absolutely awesome. So thank you for having me. Yeah, anytime. You know, all the way from Melbourne, it's such a pleasure to have an international audience and also have a lot of people come in and speak, you know, speak their truth. Because, you know, when you're in your own country, your own state, your own city, you don't get to hear all these conversations. And that's why I love this podcast, because you can really expand your horizon just by listening in for a few minutes, you know. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. I really would love to know more about you. And I know the audience would love to know how you got started. You know, what is your journey like? And how did Mary get herself into this position she is in today? Oh my God, Favor. So I'm going to start not from right from the beginning, but I'll start from one point in my timeline that kind of will give, you know, context to why I do what I do. Okay. Um, I um, started my relationship with personal branding, if you will, back in 2000, year 2000. I was incorporating the tech industry. Um, I just got this amazing, amazing position, always in sales. And um, I was given this opportunity in, uh, to, um, uh, I started this new role and I was given this amazing new opportunity to work with the, our our company's largest client and at that point when I started that client was about to pull their business away from our company um, because there were lots of logistics issues etc and so when I started my our director of sales on my first day she said Mary there's good news and there's bad news the good news is you have got an opportunity of a lifetime and number two is uh, you got 12 weeks to fix this problem. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like what problem? Why didn't they tell me this, you know, in the interview? Anyway, and um, I ended up having a meeting with the client and all the people in that department had a meeting with me, but the decision maker didn't show up. And I'm thinking, oh my God, I've got 12 weeks to fix this problem, but, but all these people can't make decisions. I'm just wasting my time. And um, I ended up leaving the meeting. I was in a lift going down. There was a there was a there was somebody in that lift, and I knew it, that person in the lift was the person that didn't show up in my meeting. And I was wearing red snakeskin boots. Okay, so I need to give you context to this story. And so, so she's looking at me, and she's like, "I have to have those boots." And I looked at her, and I said, yeah, "Are you such and such?" And she said, "Yes." And I said, you didn't show up to my meeting. And she said, well, that's because we're pulling our business away from you. And I said, are you going downstairs to have lunch? And she said, yes. And I said, can I please just buy you a coffee or something? She said, no, no, no. And I said, please, please, let, let me buy you a coffee and I'll tell you where I bought my red steak skin boots. She goes, in that case, okay. So we sat down and I said to her, I know I can fix this problem. I know I can. But in order for me to fix the problem, I need to spend time with your operations team. I think like that. So I know I can fix it. Anyway, when I left that meeting and she said, she said to me, what do you need? I said, I need 12 weeks. I need to sit with the operations team to fix this problem. And she said, I'll honor that, you know, but on 12 weeks and one day, if we don't fix the problem, you're out. I said, it's a deal. But I left that meeting and immediately realized, oh my God, this is a sliding door moment. I have got an opportunity of a lifetime to consciously consciously fix this problem and position myself as a, a, a brand 
in this industry and be known as a complex problem solver. And it's exactly what I did, Faber. I went out there, I fixed the problem, I turned that business around from a declining 8 million to 22 million in 18 months. I was the star of the industry. I was getting job offers left, right and center because I consciously knew what I was doing. Anyway, I ended up getting an amazing offer from a company out in California, a big tech company, multinational, in the capacity of VP of sales. I had a massive sales team. And again, I built the business in their Asia Pacific region, which was just starting out from 4 million into 54 million in 48 months. But what I did in that business is that I ditched uh, job descriptions, and I converted every one of my salespeople into personal brands. And it was the game changer in that organization, which is how we got to 54 million. Could you imagine people coming to work and saying, oh my God, I love coming to work because I can be myself. Just think about the power just in that language. So I did that in 2005. I started my own company, my first startup, which we were designing laptop bags and peripherals for the tech industry, but I got a major contract with a retailer. And then from there, I started my second startup, which was starting a software company. I had that for seven years. And then in 2000, September 2011, uh, I had my second child and I just had an epiphany, you know, literally three hours after he was born and I'm like, I, I mean, I've started this business, I've built it into a multi seven figure business, but actually I hate going to work every day. Like I actually hate what I created because it was not my natural state of being. It was not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. Two weeks after that, I resigned from my, my own company as the managing director of my own company. And um, my accountant thought I was going crazy. Oh, it was hormonal. And I'm like, this is at a soul level. Like this is not, got nothing to do with hormones. This is at a soul level. Something much deeper is happening. On uh, January 2012, I went on a 12-month sabbatical. I had the most unbelievable mentors, professors in philosophy, academics who are uh, experts in the emotional body, quantum physics. I mean, I just went on a whole different trajectory. And um, and it was through that process, Favourite, that I realised, oh my God, like my natural state of being does not match that software company. My natural state of being are all of these things that I can do with ease and grace. And when I can merge all of these together, I can actually solve a complex problem and therein lies my purpose. Therein lies my purpose. I'm looking for purpose outside of myself when it's always been inside of me. And um, so I knew that I had this solution to a problem and, I, and that was 2012 and it, it took me three years to actually create a system and frameworks and really design what I wanted to do for the rest of my life, which was work with humans and empower people uh, to actually start a business. Like that's my, I knew how to do that. And, but I knew also how to design systems. I understood human behavior. I understood branding. I understood how to build digital assets. 
I understood lead generation. So I was able to merge all of that experience, 22 years into a system and um, become a full-time coach from 2015, which is exactly what I'm doing today. And it's amazing that I get to call the things that I can do with ease and grace my vocation. So here's where I am today. That's beautiful. Let me first of all say congratulations on your achievements. You. you are so welcome because this is something that a lot of people have fear of, you know, taking something from a decline to a whole different level where they're like, okay, this is an incline that I created just because I paid attention to those things. And I love what you said too, you know, about the job descriptions and branding because when you think about job description, it's like it's listed out in maybe four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And then you forget that the whole person that is doing this is a is a brand, has his own yes. unique DNA. So there are some characteristics that you're fixing them in a box in that they wouldn't be able to emulate because they have to do this and that. So if I think about this now with other companies corporately, or even someone that has their own business, how do you measure up in a way whereby somebody is not put in that juxtaposition because they have to fulfill tasks based on what they've been told. Well, you see, there's a really big problem with tasks and I want to actually, that's a really, really great topic to talk about. You know, in corporate, we're brainwashed to believe or in society, we're just brainwashed to believe that multitasking is actually normal. And, and it's not normal because think about it, could you, I mean, what, is that, what does it actually mean? It means that, that I'm being told that I can do all of these things at once. How many times have you heard people say, oh, I was listening to that audible book while I was cooking or while I was doing this, but, but that's multitasking. How can I actually focus on the knowledge and the wisdom from that book if I'm doing something else? So. This is why we have to, and I always say this favor, is that we have to protect our mind at all costs. Not being told that multitasking or multiple tasks is actually normal. So we've got to take one step back and then we have to ask ourselves, you know, really, really ask ourselves, what is the vision of my life? Like, what is it that I'm really trying to achieve here? And what am I, what, what actually go one step further. What is the legacy I want to leave on the last day of, of, of my existence on earth and work backwards from there? Because also, you know, personal branding to me has such a connection with your legacy, such a, a, a like a sublime, intimate connection with your with your legacy and what we do as humans we get so distracted on, on everything else except fulfilling that vision that legacy and and fulfilling our dreams more importantly so so is it hard to stay focused and on the path of where you want to go yes it is is it is it is it hard to start a business no it's extremely easy to start a business but it's hard understanding all of the moving parts and it's harder becoming it you see the difference everyone thinks that oh it's easy oh it's really hard to start it's easy to start a business it's hard understanding all of the moving parts but it's harder becoming it so 
I don't know if I've answered the question. I've gone into a little bit different directions, but I think you get where I'm going. It's just like we've got to stop thinking of tasks and we have to start asking ourselves back to front. What is the legacy I want to leave? And we need to find um, a pathway to move toward that legacy, that vision that we have in our heart and our mind. This is so true. Thank you so much for giving us that comprehensive detail because it got me thinking about what I'm now doing with my business, whereby we have weekly meetings virtually. And there was a time when I had to not be in that meeting because I had another engagement because of time conflict. And I had to quickly put on my leadership hat and say, hey, make sure you facilitate this meeting while I'm away because I need to still make sure the meeting is on. And sometimes people feel like I need to be in my business instead of working on my business. I need to be in my business. And that's usually a huge detachment. A lot of people have problems with and not delegating or trusting the person that you've actually given that task to, you know, how does someone feel when they should detach themselves and trust the person that they're actually delegating with that task? Well, trust is a really big thing, isn't it? Like when you really think about it, when we live in a society where we don't even trust ourselves. Mm. I mean, you know, let's think about this for a moment. This is a very important word. I mean, trust is a really deep, deep, deep word. It has, uh, you know, emotion associated with it. But also, you know, trust also is understanding how to dance with that quantum field. It's like, how do I co-create with that field out there and trust that that I'm participating in creating my reality. There's a whole conversation we can just have on trust, you know, but, but, it, but it starts with trusting yourself. So everything starts on the inside and then the outside is a reflection on that inside. So the question is, do I trust myself? Because if I trust myself, then I trust everything outside of me. And in fact, my reality will actually uh, uh, give me feedback in the form of my my reality is working for me not against me because what i believe inside is actually appearing on the outside so there's a real dance between trust inside and, and and the reality that you create on the outside it's a complete reflection of that, that but in business trust is a big deal but i still think it comes back to you you're in you're the master of your craft you're the master of your destiny and everything around us is a reflection of that so true so so true wow you know i think this is going to allow a lot of people to get out of their soapbox and really feel comfortable with being uncomfortable because yes that's where growth happens you know when you think about the analogy of a butterfly you know from a caterpillar stage you know you have to really grow out of your you know your shell to make sure that you can feel and enjoy that freedom but most people like to be comfortable in it because they don't know the outcome there's the fear of the unknown and people are like oh i don't know what my business is going to be like let me just get back to my nine to five because my business is not going to thrive and you already put yourself down not knowing that there are people out there depending on you for your expertise well favor that's a wonderful uh you know segment into you know if i can add to that yeah you know one of the things that i think that um we don't realize is that growth can only happen 
in a state of pain. Think about this for a moment. All the greatest artists in the world have created their best work through pain. And pain, we've been brainwashed to believe that pain is really bad and to run away from it. But really, pain is where growth and magic and manifestation actually happens. And so when we step into that place of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, what we're also doing is we're also tapping into um, the emotional um, uh, uh, trauma and the emotional charge that we're also holding on to that we're not willing to release because we're attached to this old narrative. But when you step into pain and you fully surrender and you trust that process, not only are you setting yourself free, but you're also uh, uh, allowing that energy that is blocked inside of you to also be released and use that energy into manifesting the reality you want rather than using that energy to actually pull you down into a place where you're not able to create, you're not able to think, you're constantly reacting instead of responding because your body and your mind are in a complete fight or flight mode. So when we step into that pain and we actually surrender to that pain, what we're actually doing is we're sitting with the pain we're not fighting it, we're not resisting it, we're not giving it a name, a label, nothing. We're just allowing ourselves to actually be super uncomfortable and, 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 and loving that process. And I find that a lot of people run away from that. In my own healing journey, you know, I had to do a lot of that um, being, I mean, I was raised from by a serial narcissistic mother. I mean, the damage and the trauma that came with that was phenomenal. You know, so I had to also heal myself over years and years of sitting in that pain, not blaming, but sitting in the pain of discomfort. Because what we don't realize is that when we're sitting in that pain of discomfort, it's our emotion and it's our feeling and nobody else can feel that. Only we can feel it and only we, the individual, can release it from our body and from our mind and from our soul. Nobody else can do that for us. So I love that you use that language of being comfortable, being uncomfortable, because that truly, truly is where trust and surrender and freedom really live. That is so true. You're so right on that because that's really the beginning of growth and how you really see yourself a year or two from now can really change all those things. You know, one of the last things I would like to ask you is this, as far as planning, because entrepreneurship is this whole solopreneurship. Everyone is like, oh, I'm on my own. I don't have a business. I need to register. You know, like you said, starting a business is easy, but maintaining it is the hard part. Just like making money is easy, but keeping it is the hard part. You know, what would you tell an entrepreneur that wants to start their business and how would they how would the roadmap look like for them just seeing them, you know, short term, long term goals? The first thing is I say to everyone that works with me, you know, and I typically work with industry experts, is that you don't leave your job until you're in a position to do so. Because you can still, you know, hustle on the side and build it to a point where you're comfortable in yourself that you can actually leave and, you know, pursue that entrepreneurial journey. 
What I see a lot of people doing is they leave their job and I'm going to be an entrepreneur and make seven figures overnight and everything's going to be fantastic and I'm going to scream on social media, create copious amount of content and that's how I'm going to become rich and famous. And it only backfires. I see this time and time and time again. For me, if you don't have a system in place and you're not strategic and deliberate and you're moving through the process of understanding who am I as a brand? What is it that I do? Who is it that I serve? What is it that I promise? Understanding what your branding architecture looks like, understanding what your solution actually looks like, who needs it, what are people willing to pay for it? Is there a demand in the marketplace? What does that audience actually look like? Am I serving a business or a human being? And what is the delivery from you know engagement to the delivery of the promise? Because we can't go into business today and just deliver deliverables, you know, stuff. I can get that on Google. I can go to Udemy and buy a course for $29 and get stuff. What we need to do is we need to sell transformation. If your product and service doesn't end in transformation, it's going to be very, very difficult to sell your product and service. Then we need to understand how do we create ecstatic brand experiences so that everyone that touches my brand across all social media platforms has an ecstatic Mary Henderson brand experience? How do I make that, how do I make my brand top of mind when a prospect lands on my website, watches a masterclass, has a read of one of my posts on LinkedIn or Facebook? How do I stay in their mind? Okay, well, this is a very important part of the branding process. And then how do I create a layers in my lead generation strategy. So I'm constantly building my pipeline. I'm pulling people into my ecosystem and I'm nurturing them along the way until they are ready to say yes. And so all of these aspects need to be dialed in because I can't show up today in today's digital economy and be known as the go-to expert. A, if I'm not seen as a trustable and a believable brand and B, if I can't back it with my uh, knowledge, wisdom and skill set. And this is a thing that people don't understand. Our consumers are really smart today. They're doing their due diligence. I can't say I'm a personal branding and online business specialist if my background doesn't support that. Do you see what I'm saying? What people do is they read three books. Oh, I'm a coach. Okay. Well, how do I, how do you solve my problem and go really, really, really deep and really, really, really wide? That takes years and years of experience for me to be able to share my wisdom with you, not three books, right? But that's just knowledge that you're throwing at me. I can get that on Google. So, and then over the, overlaying all of that, you have to become that. So this is the other thing. What's the vision? How do you protect your mind and your soul at all costs to prevent you from getting distracted because every entrepreneur I know is distracted by, by shiny objects. Try this, do this, implement this, buy this, get this book, try this sales funnel, da, 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 all these distractions instead of actually saying, I'm going to plan this out. I'm going to implement all of these moving parts. I'm going to test it for 90 days, get my feedback loop, assess it, diagnose it, 
and then do the next 90 days and see what transpires there. So I don't see that. What I see a lot of people who start their entrepreneurial journey is they've got shiny object syndrome. They're so distracted that the, the, the ability to get to their destination takes a long, 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 long time because there's always one step forward, 10 steps back, one step forward, 10 steps back. We have to stop that psychosis. It's a psychosis. That thinking is been, has been projected onto us as normal and it's completely abnormal. Mm. Wow. This is a masterclass for sure. And I really appreciate you coming to just give us this insight, this special nugget that at least will spearhead someone's thought process and really make sure that they think through the process they're going through without just fast pacing or trying to get it because there's money available in the market. So this is so, so good. And I appreciate you for shedding this light with us on the We Don't Play podcast show. Thank you, Favor. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. You know, I'm sure some people will definitely want to connect with you, work with you, learn from you. What options do they have available so they can stay in contact? You are welcome to book a free coaching call with me at maryhendersoncoaching.com slash apply, A-P-P-L-Y. You can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram at Mary Henderson Coaching or send me an email, mary at maryhendersoncoaching.com. Amazing. Thank you so much, Mary. I appreciate you. you Anytime. Anytime.